Welcome to Real Talk, where talk goes to get real. The show that is bringing the creative community and believe all of us are creative. The tough love, the information, the facts, the drama, all the things that you need to hear. With me today is people you already know who's with me today. It's, it's Bogo J. How you What's doing? What's going on? Yeah. I am doing quite well. Yeah. Happy to be here. Same, same. Sunny Southern California. Right? Yeah, last time we were here, man, since then I've been to Atlanta twice. Oh, man. Orlando, Dallas. I'm actually about to be in Dallas again next month. The ATL. It's been that many, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. Moving and shaking. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Loving to be back in the Golden State. And we are going to talk a little bit real quick. Golden State Warriors uh, on the sweep of LeBron James and then come back to the topic today, which is resumes, portfolios for the creative community. Yeah. So while you're out there, that's something that's uh, while you're in Dallas and yeah. globe trotting and all the things <laughs> that you do. Yeah. That's something that's come up as yeah. like. How do I put this together? Yeah, uh, and uh, especially living in such a digital age where people are trying to push their fame, push their brand via social media, mm-hmm. you got to remember that everybody isn't going to get a job, uh, get a partnership, get a sponsorship through social media. You're going to have to put f- together a portfolio and or a resume to show who you are as Definitely. a person out there. So um, it's a lot of different t- types. I will say there's far more than what we really use. You have your... And we're talking about resumes. Resumes. Specific, resumes resume specifically. specifically. Okay. We have your resumes with profiles. Mm-hmm. You have targeted resumes, infographic resumes, non-traditional resumes, which is kind of the same as the infographic with pictures and pictures, things that you normally yeah. wouldn't do. Mini resumes, which are, is really good. That's something you want to use more when you're dealing with a trade show or job fair, and it's a lot of willing to deal in something that you can put on a card. But... The three most common ways, that's the ones that we're going to really talk about, the ones that you're actually going to use, best time to use them, what's that all about? So the resume with profile that you were speaking of, that's something along the lines of you're talking about the digital age we live in, that's yes, that is more our, along the lines, the LinkedIn, absolutely, that's something like that, where forms. I'm just like, oh, you know, I, I've noticed that is like um, when, you know, because I've done a lot of hiring for mm-hmm. companies. Um, that's something that they ask is like, oh, just put your LinkedIn profile URL here. Right. And it's almost as good as you writing a cover letter, yeah. <laughs> uh, attaching your resume, yeah. yet sending an email with both of those things. Uh, so very different ways. So I think it's really good to learn though and Absolutely. keep it old school, right? Absolutely. You know, always Absolutely. take it back to the old school. Because so. the gatekeepers in a lot of situations want, want that and you want to be able to one, be able to do all these because you got to be versatile, and that makes you stand out from everybody else who's just trying to solely do through Indeed and ZipRecruiter and these other things. Well, I think it really helps you as an artist with both your resume and your portfolio um, to really get to know yourself a lot better, right? You're right. then really able to sell yourself. The more you know yourself and can talk about yourself, I know it's hard. Yeah. I know yeah. it's hard, but you know, uh, the better off you're going to be because you're going to be able right. to kind of like pitch yourself. I 100% agree. That brings out a good point that the more you write your resume, the more you can articulate who you are. So when you do meet somebody and you got to do your 30 second elevator pitch, or you might meet someone in a networking session and they ask who you are, you're not fumbling over what it is you actually do because right. you've written it out and you've looked at it and you know it already. Yep. So just that simple act of writing things out and and it doesn't have to be on pen and paper like on it can mm-hmm. be hone it, yeah. hone it and own it. Yeah, for sure. So 
three most common types. You got the, first of all, I want to say, you've seen my resume and I've never seen yours. This is true. Okay. I am on the LinkedIn, so I'll okay. send you that URL. All right, I'm going to need to see that. Yeah, right. it's it's a, it's a long resume. It is a very long resume. I believe it. You've done a lot of, you've worn many hats. I have worn many hats. And that's, so that is the perfect type of resume for the traditional Mm-hmm. which is actually called chronological yes. because it's exactly how it sounds, chronological. So you have, you'll want to start off with your name, contact information. You don't want to put your social media handles on there. No. You don't even need to put your LinkedIn or ZipRecruiter or anything. You don't need any of those. Literally, you want to have your name, email address, phone number, possibly your living address. If it's a job that is specifically about hiring locally, You'll, yeah, you want to have that on there for sure. There. Then you'll want to have your objective as well as your uh, summary. So your objective is, is more, uh, what do you want to do? I'm seeking to obtain a job that will u- uh, utilize my aptitude for communication to build leadership qualities mm-hmm. through yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Something like that. And then you'll want to have your summary where that says, I am a team team player that is uh, that can think individually and has great interpersonal skills blah, yeah blah, blah, dive, like diving that. into a yeah. little bit more of like yeah yeah so those are those are definitely two things you want to start off with moving into your which would get to the chronological part where you simply state what jobs did you have when did you have them you really bullet points are the best way to go yeah, i know it's a sure. lot of different things but you want to use bullet points drive it home you'll say what the job was the title when it was bullet point some of your uh, some of your uh, at duties there yeah your accomplishments yeah. what you kind of like did in that role yeah definitely yeah. yeah so that is that is and then you move on down as well as you want to add your education yeah no well yeah of course That's, people definitely want to see like oh where did you go to school yeah is, did he graduate magna cum laude right right i, you I need to know that, that. uh I, I need to add that i'm cpr certified yeah. online um, you could also add if you were, I don't know, let's say you won the... I won best reader in kindergarten. Can, no, I, put I, that, can I put that on my resume? I don't think anything no. from kindergarten, is, especially it. because we have, a, we have a large body of experience and you want to keep it one page yeah. as much as possible. And that's the problem I have with the traditional resume personally, mm-hmm. because only because I've been in the workforce so long. I mean, that could go on and on and on. So I think in, in that situation, what would we, what would you say is like best well, protocol, so right? I, You've been in the biz, I you actually, know, you have 10 years, right? Where, what's the cutoff line? Well, Five so jobs, two jobs, three jobs? I actually have How many similar, years of service? I have, I have a similar situation because there's been uh, quite a few hats worn myself. Uh-huh. Um, but I think, well, for, let me just say that that's definitely what you want to use with, that's a with your largest uh, span of jobs. But you don't necessarily have to name all the ones that don't pertain to what you are actually going for. So you want it to be targeted towards the actual company or client that you are dealing with. So you don't necessarily need to have your waiter experience from back in the day. Or right. Like that. So that then that is somewhat akin to the, the secondary type of resume, which is like a functional well, resume? Yes, that is your functional resume. Okay. Very, it's named perfectly because right. it's very functional. That's what you want to use when you don't have all the work experience in the world. So you don't you can't list off these name of 
places and things that you've done, but you do have a particular set of skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what your, our fresh out of college students want to do because now you're just going into the very functional things that you can do. What, uh, what have you done? Um, it's really easy. You can. That's usually what you want to do when you need to stretch it out mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily need to do that because having certain work experience lets you know that I have the functionality of something else where they need to state it a little bit better. Um, yeah, I really liked that one when I first got out of college as well, but you will want to slowly transition out of that. And I think that transition is the best place to stay in, mm-hmm. which takes us to our third one, which is the one I'm currently in, and the answer to your question as well. It's the combination of the two. Mm-hmm. You are able to put in the best of both worlds. Uh, you put in your... your chronological experience like how long you've been Mm -hmm. doing this kind of thing some of the things they don't need to know some of the things that you might have skipped because you had some experience then you went to some other field then came back so then you can put that down uh, in a different area Mm -hmm. and really name off exactly what it says uh, other skills and that's Mm -hmm. when you can put in g suites and type this many words per minute and you really hone those two together knock it right on out the park little tidbit i always suggest adding one color at least somewhere in there so what I'll usually do is maybe my phone number uh, or or my email address is in blue and I'll oh, print it up so this way jazzy. when yeah when they get all these black and white papers the one with that little splash of blue mm-hmm. pops out you I definitely go ahead I was just gonna say you don't want to have your name in 48 uh font you it's good to have your name large to be seen but mm-hmm. they'll read it they don't want to see it that big yeah no I mean again I it, having done hiring for companies first off i always read the cover letter really i was gonna ask you about that what did you think about the cover letter i always read the cover letters um that's just something i got into the habit of doing at first um you know i was hiring at such a rate that like i just needed people in but then i started noticing that the candidates weren't as they weren't as good yeah, and you definitely so, see quality difference in the people that took care. Correct. Okay. So then I was like, you know what? It's worth it. It's worth that extra minute or two to really comb through that. Um, and 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 again, yeah, you kind of mentioned the pop of color on the resume. Yeah, certainly somebody who took the extra little bit of time to, you know, make their resume stand out is like, okay, mm-hmm. you know. This is something cool. It also shows, you know, kind of like them being innovative or creative in a sense. And that, you know, could, especially yeah. in our line of work, work. you know, could uh, lend itself yeah. to something. And, it's, and as you're sitting there saying that, I'm thinking about it. And every time I've actually taken the time to do a cover letter, mm-hmm. I have gotten far, far more responses. And even between the times that I've done a generic cover letter versus one that used the verbiage and was and was tailored to the person that I was reaching out to, mm-hmm. even in that I've seen a larger gap, uh, a larger response rate. So for sure, that is people. You want to do that cover letter when it's required. If it's not required, don't. But you, it's really some, three paragraphs. Yes. Just hello, thank you for taking the time. I am. I would like to do. Here's my resume. You know what, though? I, I feel like the cover letter is kind of underrated. It is it is a bit of work. You do have to put some time in. Um, but really, it allows you to kind of express yourself 
um, and kind of share your journey, like share who you are. You're, this is the person you are outside of those bullet points. Yeah. You know what I mean? And your I humanity. think, yeah, exactly. Like I am a person, this is who I am. This is why I would be great for this position. Um, and you know, yeah, kind of getting to brag mm. on yourself a little bit. A little bit of a tidbit before we go into the break. I learned that when, and this is more so with interviewing, when speaking to someone, always try to tie in a story because just think about it. If somebody spouts facts at you, mm-hmm. you might, that's in one ear out the other. But when someone tells a story, you're remembered. Mm-hmm. What you said was remembered. So by telling a story, maybe you, someone asks a question, how's your work ethic? Of course, I'm pulling this out of, out of, out of a hat, but how's your work ethic? Well, Growing up, my father was a carpenter, and since I was a young kid, he would always take me out and, I, and had me out there working with him. And I remember he would be out there working with us, too. And that always made me just think, like, there's nothing wrong with getting your hands dirty and getting out there work. Something like that happening, those people are like, yeah, I remember that later on. Mm-hmm. So who do you think we would hire? Well, the guy with that story about his dad seemed pretty good. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing beats a human connection. Mm-hmm. And... You know, if you can't meet them in person, I think that yeah. that cover letter is definitely going to be the Absolutely. thing that sets you apart. Yeah. Well, with that, we'll be right back. Take a quick break. You already know. Come to the social meds. You can find me, Real Talk Razak, Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook. Bogo, tell them where to find you. Meg P. Jones on the grams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back, and I appreciate you going over to the social media and the website. Don't forget the website, and go ahead, send me your resume. Let me see yours. If you show me yours, I'll show you mine. Ooh, hey there. (laughs) Okay. So now we talked about resumes. We're going to talk about portfolios. Yeah, seen a lot. Just kind of like a resume. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But visual in the creative field, that's kind of when you get down to where. before we was talking about um, infographic resumes, mm-hmm. that's kind of uh, can fall in the line of portfolio as well. We've seen a lot of them. Yes, <laughs> yes, we have definitely seen a lot of digital portfolios. Yeah. Not all of them are that good. No, I've been working with artists for over ten years, and yeah. it is, um, yeah, which is you know, which is quite funny because you know, visual. Artists or artists in general are mm-hmm. typically visual people. Right. Uh, sometimes that does not translate to the web. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't always. Yeah, for sure. Well, I will say at at least we don't have to deal with the age of when you actually had to have a physical portfolio because oh. people literally walked around with leather bound portfolios because yes. you never know who you might oh, see. Oh, my favorite is watching the Felicity episode where she's like running around <laughs> the streets of New York carrying that like big, you know, oh God, how it was like a two by three black seen, thing with a handle case. I've never seen Felicity. Well, no, but you've seen... A portfolio. It's yes. like the old school... Which, um, hey, you should okay. watch right. Felicity, okay? All right. Um, I'll do that. But yeah, she had the big old school one. Yeah, yeah. You know, where she was going into galleries me. with people yeah. like, hey, look at my portfolio. But you it is not it. like that now. No, no. Now you can have um, it on a flash drive or online. You can. But um, Instagram does not a portfolio make. <laughs> it does not. No. It surely doesn't. Um, now, 
there are sites like Model Mayhem. You mm-hmm. have your... I know they're still rocking it, man. Yeah, Behance, who some of these places have their ebbs and their flows, but Model Mayhem still been still going on. Yeah, I was wondering about that the other day. Somebody, you know, was talking about it. Obviously, you know, we work in a creative community. Somebody was talking about Model Mayhem. I'm like... Mm-hmm. Is that still here? Still, and somebody's like, yeah, I use it. Still I'm rocking. Like, wow, okay. And their, I don't think their platform, their format of their website has changed at all. Man. I haven't been on it in a couple of yeah, years, but I don't think it's, Ooh. I don't think it's changed. I don't think so. But That's, I guess it works for them. So, hey, wait a minute. I would like to go back and revisit the pictures I had on there from however many years ago. Oh, <laughs> you had a Model Mayhem account? I mean, no, You're I trying didn't. to strike a pose? No, to the please. Conversation. Okay, no, now, uh, speaking of the social medias, any of y'all can get that Model Mayhem profile and send that over. Oh, God. Please do. All right, so Dig I that up. note to self, delete that after this <laughs> podcast. But the portfolios. So who the, the people that need a portfolio. Um, our DJs need them. Our fashion designers need them. Our beauty categories like hair and makeup. You need a portfolio. You need to show a body of work. Yeah. I understand you won't be walking around with a resume in hand, even though it is good to have those type of things, uh, even as a crea- creative, especially as you get further, you'll need a portfolio. And she said it best. Instagram isn't it. You need to really take a little bit of time. Really sit back and do it with someone that maybe hasn't done it yet. There's this thing out called Google. I don't know if you've heard about it. Mm. You can look up how to do a portfolio on there, probably on YouTube. These are things we really need to think about because I can't can't tell you how many people that have come to me saying, hey, I want to be a host at one of your showcases. I'm like, all right, yeah, great. You you have a good look. You talk well. Let me see you. Let me see what you got. I don't have anything. I'm like, well, are you really a host? Yeah, I've hosted like a lot of times and they're naming these things. I'm like, well. Like, what do you have? If you go to my Instagram, you can see some fuzzy pictures of it. I mean, <laughs> like, no, you don't want to. That's not what I want from yeah. somebody who, like, had their finger over the microphone. I even had a dude, and this is this is why people don't trust it. Because I had a dude tell me, he was like, oh, yeah, I hosted this show, uh, this show and this show. Not knowing I directed those shows. Uh-uh. You wasn't the host there. No. And I was just like, and I didn't even call him on. I was like, well, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. And that's why you need to have that because it's, even though you may not be the one trying to get over, it's people doing it. And if once you become seasoned enough in the game, you get jaded to stuff like that. Mm. No. And I mean, you know, honestly, like from another aspect is like as an artist, I think it really allows you putting together a portfolio. It's definitely tedious. I mean, it's 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 something you should do to like be able to look at your body of work in yeah. whatever aspect it is because it's honing it's going to allow you to hone your brand you're going to really be able to see what am i putting out there in the world um but then you know maybe like if you're a visual artist or if you're a photographer and you see some things maybe from your old work where you're like wow look how far I've come. I don't even shoot like that anymore. Look how much I've improved. Or like you see something where like, oh, you could potentially take it as an opportunity to improve on something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think just in general, like having a a place where you, you know, I mean, websites are free basically now. Mm -hmm. Like Wix, you can go to Wix and you can get a website for free. For free. It's like, hey, you know, my name is Megan Jones dot wix site dot com yeah but uh who cares well, <laughs> if you go to the current at the at least at while this recording is taking place the real talk website is razak adiemi at wix dot backslash exactly <laughs> realtalk.com yeah 
I mean, my point is, is that like, it's, they make it that easy for it you, is. you know? It's a video game. So definitely, I think that that's something to, to make sure you're putting mm. out there. So let me ask you, do you have one good tidbit about portfolios that should happen out there? Um, I would really say, you know, much like the traditional actual written out resume, Mm -hmm. um, and the combination, I'm going to say that like keeping your portfolio in line with that, like wherever you are in your career, outline your portfolio to be just that, whether it's you know, you, you're just starting out, uh, put the most recent stuff that you have, yes. you know what I mean? At least to get it up there so people can see like, okay, there's something. Yeah. Um, even if, even if you are not that confident in it, everybody has a starting point. Everybody started from somewhere. Um, and if you don't put it out there, you'll never know. Nobody will ever see it. And that's a damn shame. So start there. But I would recommend just taking your portfolio like, you know, myself, if I had a portfolio, you know, currently I'm working on my website. I'm not like a a visual artist or a fashion designer by any means. Right. But I have to think in like a combination terms. I have to think of like, okay, I've done so much. I want to do so many things. There's so many avenues that I'd like to highlight, but really I need to pare it down and break it down into like you know, bite-sized chunks. And I think that that's what the, what, you know, the combination resume reflects in a portfolio style. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I definitely see that people get fixed on it and think they make this thing and they can't edit it. Like, especially as a creative, Mm -hmm. you are a creative Always oh, change it. That's something you can, you can always flourish and for sure. and, And it's not a daunting task. It's braggadocious. It's something you should be proud of. Mm-hmm. This is you on a. This is you, your professional career, your life in a portfolio. I will say, especially with the digital age, one thing that I really tell uh, tell you: a lot of people mix up portfolio and profile. Mm. On there is nowhere, nowhere in your portfolio. There's no room for it for selfies. For the even so for the image true. of a camera, and I, and I get it. Camera phones, they got some good lenses on them, mm-hmm. but no, you, even it needs to not be in the camera, uh, and these need to be reflections of your work. At the end of the day, when somebody sees your portfolio, they could care less what your face looks like at that point, mm-hmm. um, unless you are a model or something like that. Uh, that's totally different. But for our fashion designers, for our makeup artists, for these, uh, even even for our, our artists uh, in terms of performance, they need to see your body of work. Mm-hmm. They don't need to see who. And I know everybody's favorite everybody's favorite word is their name. Everybody's face favorite face is their own. But I should hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, should be. So it should, should be that way. Yeah. You would you would think. Well, um, I think that. Uh, I think that in that case, yeah, that it's definitely uh, just a, it's just a lot of people out there making uh, the mistake of treating a online portfolio because the setup, the how you technically put it together, is so similar to a Facebook page or mm-hmm. whatever that they start putting pictures of themselves and. Now I get it. You took you, you did your makeup. You're a makeup artist or you're a model and you got and you look good right now. 
you need a professional picture and one that you did not take yourself. Now, I will say, though, I enjoy, like, if I'm on somebody's portfolio, you know, looking through things, um, which you can kind of do, like, on a website, right, is you have your artist statement or about page. I do like seeing the artist on that. Making sure you have a good headshot so I can be like, oh, you're the creator. You're the person who put this together. Yeah. Like, no, I like seeing that. I'm not saying but, don't but, have yourself. Right, But right, it needs right. to be professional. But that's, yeah. No, yeah. exactly. I don't. Absolutely. At, at that stage of the game, you know. Yeah. You, you need to, like. Well, with that, I hope y'all found this very useful. Uh, this is something that I take serious. Please, this is something if you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Yeah, if you have Hit any questions, yeah. please. Yeah. We definitely want to know So you that. can catch me, Real Talk underscore Razak. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on uh, Twitter as well. You also want to go to the website. You'll love it, I promise. Megan. Meg P. Jones. That's where you can find me on Instagram. Megan P. Jones on Megan. the Twitter. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Bogo. I'm gonna get one of these days. I'm gonna get. <laughs> I'm gonna get her to create a persona with Bogo in there. Uh, one day soon. We'll Bogo see. Jones. All right. We're signing off. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.